Welcome to God's Toolbox, the Bible. Here we connect the dots between God's Word and your real life experiences, challenges, and successes. Join us as we all get closer to living out God's purposes and His abundant life designed just for us. God bless you. Book of Revelation, uh-huh. chapter 7, verses 16 and 17. Yes, sir. They shall hunger no more, neither shall they thirst anymore. Preach, preach up. For God shall wipe away yes, sir. every tear from their eyes. Yes, sir. Get ready for the revolution. Yes, today is going to be an awesome sermon today. Awesome message. I'm all fired up and I'm ready for us to begin. So let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this beautiful day. We thank you for this chance to serve you, to worship you, to come together with your people to serve you, Lord, to give you all glory, honor, and praise. We thank you, Lord, for all that you have done for us, all that you are doing in our lives. Lord, we ask you to be present and accounted for here today. We ask your Holy Spirit to come into this this place and, and to touch each one of us, each family that's represented. 
Lord, there's so much hurt out there, so much killing and, and, and backbiting and hatred and evil. But we know that you are in charge. You are large and in charge. And so we just we just lean and depend on you today. And we give you all glory. And we ask that you would help us to be a part of the solution and not the problem. We thank you for what you're doing for us each day of our lives as you give us new mercies each morning. And we ask right now that you would allow your word to come forth powerfully and to bless us, to encourage us, to help us to step out on faith and do what you would have us to do. These things we ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, everybody. Today, the word comes from 1 Samuel chapter 17, a very familiar passage of scripture. 1 Samuel chapter 17, beginning at verse 1, but I'm going to be skipping about doing an abbreviated um, reading of the story of, of David and Goliath. So if you will bear with me on today, um, I'm not going to call out the scriptures because there's too many and I, I feel like it might be a little bit dis. Uh, distracting. So I'm just going to read it as I have um, taken out the scriptures so that we can get through the story. So beginning at verse uh, verse 1. Actually, no, we're beginning at 1 Samuel 17, beginning at verse 8, verse 8. And the word says, Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? And are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. If he is able to fight and kill me, we will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, you will become our subjects and serve us. Then the Philistine said, this day, I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On the hearing of the Philistines' words, Saul and all Israel, all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. David left his things with the keeper of supplies, ran to the battle lines and asked his brothers, how they were. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual defiance. And David heard it. Whenever the Israelites saw the man, they all fled from him in great fear. Now the Israelites had been saying, do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. The king will give him great wealth, will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He will also give him his daughter in marriage and will exempt his family from taxes in Israel. 
David asked the men standing near him, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? But David said to Saul, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine would be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God, the Lord who rescued me from the hand of this Philistine. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand approached the Philistine. David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I'll strike you down and cut your head, cut off your head. This very day I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals. The whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The, so the stone sank into his forehead and he fell face down on the ground. David ran and stood over him. He took hold of the Philistine's sword and drew it from the sheath. After he killed him, he cut off his head with the sword. When the Philistines saw that their hero was dead, they turned and ran. That was 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 8 through 51 from the New International Version. And it was abbreviated because I did skip quite a few scriptures. But I'd like for you to know today, the subject of today's sermon is greatness is within. Greatness is within. This well-known story of, of David and Goliath is, is, is one of the most interesting and inspiring and encouraging stories in all of the Bible. In fact, I was scrolling through social media last week and came across a video that someone made where they asked several people about the story in the Bible that most inspired them. 
They gave various answers that you might expect, like the parting of the Red Sea and Elijah on Mount Carmel, Daniel in the lion's den, the day of Pentecost, and so forth. It got me to thinking about what story, if I had to choose just one, because there's so many, and they're all so inspiring. But if I had to choose just one, what one story in all of the Bible has inspired me the most? I pondered this for several days. Several days I tried to think about, you know, what each great story in the Bible meant to me and how it had inspired me. But I finally came up with this one of David and Goliath. Because I believe it has some great wisdom and encouragement in it for all of us. So today I want to give you three nuggets to take with you on your journey from this story of David and Goliath. Things that have helped me and I believe will help you. In this story, the armies of Israel, the army of Israel was on one side of the divide. And Goliath was on the other. And he represented the whole army of the Philistines. He would come out. He was this giant of a man. Way bigger and stronger than anybody else. And he would come out and he would say harsh words to the army of Israel. And he would tell them, he would beckon them to send a man to fight against me. If I beat him, then we win. But if you... If he beats me, then you will control the Philistine army. But they were all, the Israelites were so afraid of him because he was big, because he was loud. And David was just a shepherd boy. So his dad sent him on an errand to go see about his brothers that were fighting with the Israelite army. And when he got there, he heard this giant yelling and he saw how afraid and fearful the men were. And David says to them, who is this uncircumcised giant that you're so afraid of? And so point number one, The first thing about this story was that David was offended by the words and actions of Goliath, and he was not willing to just be complicit, just stand by and let him talk about the God of Israel the way he he was doing, defying the God of Israel, saying that basically that the Israelite army had no chance. David was offended by that. He was not willing to just go along, to get along and not make any waves. He wasn't in agreement that nothing could be done because of Goliath's great stature and strength. We face giants in our lives every day. And many of us have become paralyzed with fear. 
But what did David say? How dare he defy the great God of Israel? Our God is all powerful and almighty. Who can come against him? That's the attitude we should all take. With God, nothing shall be impossible. Don't let the loud mouth giants of this world discourage you. God will always, God will always trump them. So when you hear these loud mouths talking about what they can do and what they have and how things should be, don't be paralyzed with fear. There's always something you can do. Greatness is within. God has already given you something that you can use. So thing number one is that God is that David was offended by the words and actions of Goliath and not willing to just be complicit, to just go along with it. And we shouldn't either just be willing to go along with everything that's out there, that the world is pushing at us, saying that we can do nothing because we don't have the power We don't have the strength. We don't have the resources. We have all we need because we have God. And then the second thing is that David remembered how God had already prepared him. God had already prepared him. He remembered how he came against the lion and the bear. Remember when he convinced Saul that he could fight the giant, Saul tried to give him his armor, put his uniform on him, and and it was too big, and it was too heavy, and it didn't fit. And and, and Goliath and uh, David said, no, I, I can't use this. I can't use this, but I already know how to fight because When he remembered how he went against the lion and the bear that tried to attack the sheep, he remembered the skills that God had given him, the resources that were already available to him, what God had already put inside of him. He used what he knew to use, not what someone else tried to give him. He couldn't wear Saul's armor. But he used what God had already provided him with, the strength, the resolve, the ability to run with power. Remember, the word says that David ran towards Goliath and twirled that slingshot. The confidence that he could accomplish this thing with God's will behind him. If God has ordained it, it will come to pass. Simply have the confidence to step out in faith. God has put something inside of you to fight the giants in your life, on your job, in your arena, in your world that may be trying to to use and misuse and abuse you. And to do so to your family. Don't let them. 
No, God has already given you something to use. Use it with confidence. And then the third thing this this story teaches us, the third nugget that I want to bring out is that David cut off Goliath's head with Goliath's own sword. David didn't have a sword. He pulled the sword of the enemy from his sheath and cut off Goliath's head with Goliath's own sword. Man, think about that. Thou hast prepared a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Somebody right now may be preparing a ditch for you to fall in, but oh, if you are a child of God, that might just be their pit of death. So don't worry about the plans of other people and what kind of pit they have for you or what kind of plans they have to to, uh, entangle you or to get over on you or to defeat you. Don't worry about that. You serve God and you do what he says. You defend God in those that would say things that are offensive against your God. No, my God has all power. My God is the God, the one and only God. And I believe in him and I will serve him. David and Goliath. This story never fails to get me riled up. David was just a boy, not even a man yet, but his faith in God gave him the passion to know that he should not just take any old thing from the sinners of this world, and neither should we. He wasn't willing to stand by and do nothing. He got involved. He didn't get involved in what Uh, He didn't know anything about, you know, he didn't try to step out of his lane and get involved that way. No, but he got involved in ways that God had already prepared him for. And he lived out the word that was inside of him. Greatness is within. You heard me quote verse five. From the 23rd Psalm, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Who wrote that psalm anyway? Don't you know? None other than King David himself, that very shepherd boy. How awesome is that? What has God put in you and what giants are you facing today? What stories and heroes of the Bible can inspire you? Go through, read God's word, think about it, be encouraged. 
And don't just sit by and take anything. Stand up. Stand up in greatness. Greatness is within you. Step out in faith. God bless you. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you today for your word that encourages us that no matter what trials and tribulations we are facing, that we are not alone. You said you would never leave us nor forsake us, and you are right there with us. Lord, sometimes it seems that you are far off and we can't hear from you and we can't see you, but you have never left us. And even in those times, Lord, you have prepared us. And we need to step out on what you've already given us and use it in confidence. Be being passionate about who you are in our lives. Not backing down, but running towards our enemy. And even using the enemy's weapons against them. If you have ordained it, Lord, we know it will come to pass. We thank you. We praise you. We ask right now that you would increase our faith that we may be the people that you're calling us to be. These things we ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, everybody. Amen. And thank you all for joining us today. As a song played at the very beginning, do you want a revolution? Do you want a revolution? If you want a revolution, remember, the battle is not ours. It's the Lord's. We just need to step out in his word. Thank you all. Let us repeat our benediction now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and forevermore. Let us all say, Amen. Go out and be great for God.